You're listening to the Russell Brand podcast. I'm Russell Brand, the host of it. I'm here with Matt Morgan. How are you, Matt? I'm really good, Russell. Podcasts are going well. We're back on the radio, aren't we? No, we're not back on the radio. <laughs> same thing. Same basic back thing. Back on the airwaves. We've had some airwaves. We're yes. not actually. Waves. We're on the internet. Are there waves? There aren't. There's some nice uh, comments from people off of the website. Looking at my strapping six-year-old Zaki, says Beza Beza. I know how long you've been off the air as I was listening to the Radio 2 broadcast whilst in labour. Thought Entinox had made me hallucinate the whole thing till I saw the news a week later. Was gutted to have you leave my ear holes every week. Welcome back. So there's a person who was giving birth the last time we were on air. Giving birth. Is Etinox a, a give birth drug? That must be, mustn't it? Did your wife do some drugs while your yeah, son was born? everything. You it's not the, really... Can a man get involved and say, I don't want you having those drugs? While yeah. You're... So, well, we were trying to have a natural birth and then it, once, you, once it starts, mate, you just got to put up with whatever, you know, you need the drugs, you need the drugs. You just got to go with it. You can't fight it. so in the end, you have, uh, what's the thing they put in your back? You have one of them. Epidural. Epidural. How do you know that? That's just a word that comes up, doesn't it? Epidural, you hear people say. Epidural and uh, a and whatever the equivalent of morphine is. Well, there's no equivalent. Pethidin, I think it is. Oh, pethidin. Yeah. Doesn't sound as much fun, does it? Why was she listening to the radio when she was giving birth? Why what? weren't some people listening to the radio while they were giving birth, more like? I remember when Nicola, uh, who works with us, gave birth to her baby, Minnie, who, yeah, is eight years old. I was furious that she... I goes, I did a like welcome to the world message to, to, to your daughter. Did you hear it? She goes, no, because it was actually a difficult birth and it took place over 48 <laughs> hours. And I went, well, don't have radios. I mean, what's the problem? Selfish, really. Uncommitted. Uncommitted to the cause. Ashella says, have I been... Into a new reality and back through the interdimensional portal of this sublime trio, Russ, Matt and G. Love you guys. That's a comment, of course, because Mr. G, Poet Laureate of the show, is here. Studiously writing in the corner of the room, every inch his own father, judging us. <laughs> yes. Have you turned into your own dad yet? Oh, yeah. Look, Have you? Well, sort of a combination of my mum and my dad. Mm. Maybe my grandpa. Really, a real mix-up. Well, he was a real sort of potterer. He had a shed and tools and stuff like that, and that's what I've you do potter, don't you? You go and do what is it you do in there? I just well, at the moment, I'm building a little table, a little Lego table for my son. Of Lego? No, (laughs) 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 no. That sounds quite juvenile. Yeah, that would be quite childish. No, like a wooden table that we've like you buy Lego baseboards, right? You know the big flat bits. Glue mm-hmm. them to the table, and it's like a professional a Lego looking, world. A whole Lego table, mate. Didn't have that when I was a kid. No. Have you seen the Lego movie? Yeah, it's really good. Isn't Why it? is it so deep? I don't know. You told me to watch it, and I thought this would be rubbish, and it was brilliant. It's so deep. It's about all the different layers of reality. I wonder if they, by doing it as a kids' movie, you can get away with more stuff than you would do in a sort of adult movie. Yeah, it's like under the radar because it's quite. It's all about like sort of, yeah, being non-conformist. Don't conform, man. Don't conform. Why did you watch that? Did you go and watch it in the cinema? Nick told me to. Simon Amstel, the comedian, told me to. You know, like, it's weird, isn't it, how you get sort of advice on a bit of culture. And for a while, I'll just won't do what I'm told until... And also, there's certain people who I will do what they tell me to do. Often if you tell me to watch a thing, I'll probably go and do it. Begrudgingly, and then go, yeah. Okay. My God, G-O, says day three. Someone calls himself day three. That's a peculiar identity. I can't wait for the anthology of G's poetry. Please, please, 
Please, I will listen to every word of the podcast just for the wonderful synthesis you bring to the end. Do you know what? It's emails <laughs> like that that sicken me. Now, G, I've always valued G as a poet, but if you start valuing G's poetry over me, then, well, that's it. I'll just tear it up, as you have just heard I have done. So uh, you can email us if you want to at russellandmatt at audioboom.com or go to audioboom.com and record us a message. Some people did record us messages, but we weren't sure about them, were we? Guess what? Go on. We've got a sponsor. What do you mean? You've got to go into that already? Yeah. Because what do you mean? Well, this is funded by a corporate sponsorship. No, Russell. Hold on a minute, mate. <laughs> I'm against all that. And You've a, seen me on the a telly. revolution against your own podcast. No, right, so- shut it down. Shut down the podcast. <laughs> it's too corporate. No, it's gone corporate. No, so this can be free. No, it's corporate. For the boys and girls at home. Why don't we let them vote, man? Let them vote for whether or not they want You're it to be free. You're against voting. <laughs> Shit. I've typed myself up in not with my policies. No, we've got a sponsor, and yeah. it's someone called Squarespace. Yeah, what does that mean? And this episode is brought to you by Squarespace. Could, it's perfect, to say it? that Because we're a couple of squares. <laughs> Here we are, a couple of squares doing a corporate podcast. In a space. Now, they design websites, and uh, well, you can design your own website on their website, and uh, they're brilliant. How what do you I've know? Seen. Have you even looked at it? I have looked at it, actually, because I show an interest in this. I've not looked at it, so I'm in no position to endorse it or deny it either way. Have How a much money do you think they give us to saying that? I don't know, but it must be in the high pence. <laughs> We're talking a lot of coin for that kind of endorsement. Squarespace! <laughs> Matthew, don't overdo it! I'm a company man. I go where the money is. My godsons, Donovan and Sammy... Have they got a website? Because <laughs> if they haven't, they could get one. They goes to like I was playing with them once, right, and like, and I was trying to get the attention of Sammy, who was playing with a girlfriend I had at the time, and I was trying to get him to pay attention to me. These kids, they love strawberries. Their parents have rightly denied them sugar, which I think is right, a yeah. challenging thing it's to maintain. Very hard. Once they've had it, it's like a drug. As they say, once you've had black, you don't go back. Perhaps it's true with sugar. I think it's very true. Once you've had sugar, you don't go back. When you, but when, crack, when people say that, but if you've had black, you don't go back. So what do they like, mean? Well, it sounds like you don't go back to black. I think a lot of things. What about they mean black is you never go back to white. Rhyme. Black don't crack. Black don't go back. I mean, there's G. We've got a, a black poet here, and perhaps the, the whole thing in itself is just based on the easy rhyming scheme. <laughs> <laughs> the, the, the word that loosely describes the skin colour of people of African heritage. Can derive. That's uh, well, black something crack means to consider. Like black people's skin ages much better than white people's. That's true. It does actually, because sometimes I'll see a black woman, and astonishingly, they're fifty. And I, I know Floella Benjamin's still hot, and I fancied her when I was four. <laughs> Floella, <laughs> that's three decades of masturbatory <laughs> pleasure, thanks to Floella Benjamin. Oh no, it was much more innocent than that at first. It was a sort of, it was. I was going to say love. She had beads in her hair. Do yeah. You remember? Who did you fancy when you were a little kid? Wonder Woman. Do you really? think that's what? My sights were too high? What, I can't have Wonder Woman? Um, what, your no, shit I... don't stink? <laughs> <laughs> I could see that, because she had those sort of high knickers. And, and she... she was, I mean, she was literally wonderful. And she transformed. That's the thing I think I liked, that revelation. Matt, is there something inherently funny in the winky-woo, the penis, because it has these two states, flaccid and erect? 
Is there something about that? What you think he like goes into a little? He's got a double identity. (laughs) Hey, hey, putting up with that. I'm back, buddy. This time I'm bloody serious. It's like Mumra in Thundercats. Do you remember he was a little? Turn this withered form into Mumra, the ever living. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe that's based on the penis. Was he a prevalent character, Mumra, the ever living? Yeah, everyone's nodding in this room. Let's have a look at him. You've got the internet there, Matthew. At your well, it's an audio tips. podcast, so yeah, no, but I'd there want... he is. <laughs> he just ran past. I want to be able to envisage Munra. I want to be able to see him. and like because oh, one of the problems with superheroes, e.g., Clark Kent, e.g., He Man, is they're basically the same in both of their formats, aren't they? I mean, the fact that no one came well, to has discovered Bruce Wayne's identity. Ridiculous. I mean, that's ridiculous, isn't it? Let's have a look like, at Mumra. Mumra, the ever living, a bandaged old crone. He's an idiot. Yeah, I know, but then... What he... was he like? That doesn't show me what he was like. That's before, and then that's him after. Oh, my God. Yeah, he's muscly, daunting. Afterwards, he's got he's less bandages on. Muscular and extremely powerful and a very impressive man. Busy week, lot on, Matt. What have you been doing since the last podcast? We're back in the flow of you things. Know, what have you been doing? Working, parenting. Yeah. Making the Lego table. Oh, the Lego table. The ongoing really Lego good, table. Yeah. Yeah. Hurt my back. Uh, Getting oh old. God! Let's not try. Let's try not to sound so old while we're doing this. <laughs> let's sound vibrant and thrusting. I, for example, have an online media channel and a nineteen-year-old that works for me. So, well, that sounds older than anything I've ever it? said. I have got an online media <laughs> channel and a nineteen-year-old who works for me. That kid's got a bright future. If she pays her cards right, she could uh, do very well with this firm. I didn't finish about the twins. So, like, uh, what was that? So, like, they're playing. I tried to distract, like, Sammy, who's like, you know, they're three at this point. They're playing like, like Sammy's over there playing with the ex-girlfriend I once had. And I go, oi, oi, come here. And Donovan's with me. Like, you know, in the back. I goes, get, I goes, Donovan, get Sammy, get Sammy. And the two of them, they love strawberries. They don't eat, you know, like sugary sweet foods. And there's strawberries at the end of the bed and stuff. And I go, tell, tell, uh, like, I'm going, Sammy, Sammy, come here. And Donovan just looked at me, somewhat incredulous, and went, we go where the strawberries are. <laughs> just like, you have no power. You're not a strawberry. That's quite deep. We go, we where, go where the, the strawberries, strawberries are. are. I like that bit the other day when you were talking to Minnie, who's now eight, is she? Yeah. On uh, FaceTime. Was it FaceTime? Yeah. Yeah. And um, you started doing that Mr. Sticks thing. Peter Stick, when I do my Peter Stick voice, hello, I'm Peter Stick. And then with perfect comic timing, there's a sort of pause. Are you still doing that? (laughs) (laughs) I don't like it when children get bored of things before I do, and it happens all too frequently. I suppose there's a few things I could tell you about. I could tell you about... I mean, like we're loosely talking about the ideas of is the future bright for us? Yeah. I mean, we're here we well, are for all of us for the human race for humanity. Here we were once some uh, towering monoliths in the world of radio broadcasting, the front cover of Radio Times. Now we're in a basement in East London, bricked in in a bunker. Let's face it. About us, if you could see our friends and colleagues slumped listlessly in chairs. <laughs> Mr. G, once a man talked of as being perhaps a, a poet laureate, now it looks like he's barely able to keep a roof above his head. Nick Linnin, our manager there, just prostrate, 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 never confident with that one. And then uh, Gareth, of course, who you once said was, you know, producing a TV show for MTV when he was at the age at the age of eleven, now reduced to filming me on his phone for the trues. I mean, what's <laughs> what's become of us? No, it's become more raw and focused and raw. more street level. Street, we're bloody raw and we're bloody street. Like one, of the, I suppose it's this. And we've got a sponsor. 
<laughs> Matt, you've done it. You're obsessed with it. Well, no, I'm just you sort of saying, like, we didn't used it. to have a sponsor on, on the BBC, did we? Um, no, it's part of legal. our downfall. <laughs> <laughs> right. No, I mean our... Um, our rise. Our rise. Our elegant rise to autonomy. Yes. Here's the thing that I want to tell you about, and that's the time that when I was living in Los Angeles, you know me, friends with the homeless. Yeah. You have always had a connection to the homeless, which is yep. bizarre. Yep. You've always been friends with them. I love, I mean, of course you can't be friends with all the homeless because the homeless, that is a diverse group of people. You could be an ex-army vet homeless person. You could be a, a snaggletooth crone reaching out a bandaged hand, one white milky eye going, for the baby, for the baby. So to condemn everyone as simply the homeless would be reductive. But yes, broadly speaking, <laughs> I have always had a connection. We, we edit all the farts out. <laughs> with the uh, homeless community. When I was in Los Angeles, it was no different. There was one bloke I particularly liked he was always talking about sacred geometry, conspiracies. Uh, he claimed that the CIA were meddling with his mind. Like that, you know, sort of like quite good conspiracy chat. And he would take newspapers, like a copy of the LA Times or whatever, because we were in West Hollywood, and he would add all sorts of geometric shapes and hieroglyphs to a news story and say that's why it alluded to some sort of nuclear base or something. And right. I, I could never really follow his logic because it was weird. But I liked him. And I eventually, like, because I was interested in his talk. Oh, yeah. He was one of them homeless people as well that was quite cool. Like, he was, like, the way... He, he looked good. He looked great, homeless. You know, like, he was... He, was, he, was, he had a tan. I mean, the ones in LA always have, always have tans. Lovely they? tan. Iggy Pop thin. Yeah. And sort of, uh, like, sort of would ta- bedazzle and tassel himself up. Lots of trinkets. How did and you meet him? He used That's to... That's like you slept with him. <laughs> he responded to a Craigslist <laughs> advert that I'd placed, and before I knew it, the two of us were in a well eating bits of I each other's home. <laughs> yes, we're here. <laughs> so, uh, well, I, I met him because I would continually go to a place to discuss my own problems with drugs and alcohol, and he would lurk there. Uh, and I like, would chat to him more. You know, I'm very keen to foster an image of myself as Russell Brand, the beggar's friend, the homeless man's friend, the friend yeah. of the vulnerable, friend of the Is week. Is this the bloke? It's not the bloke you. Didn't you run over a homeless man? <laughs> well, he wasn't homeless. Oh. And I didn't run him over. Oh, that. No, that's But yes. <laughs> <laughs> I can see there's, like, so, there's lawyers running around <laughs> here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there's legal issues too. The Victor Sneed. Oh, no, I meant, I thought there was another. I, I knew Victor Sneed. That was one running over that we Who else have I run over? That. I thought you ran over a homeless man. Shopping his... trolley man. Yes. Oh, actually, no, I was helping him. What? I was helping him into a better life. Get off the streets <laughs> and onto the pavement with a head injury. <laughs> no, what happened there? Get off I of those streets oh. and onto my car, as Billy Ocean almost <laughs> said. I was listening to that as I ran him down. What happened with him? Well, he'd spilled the contents of his trolley, mostly recycling, because uh, you've spilled the contents of your trolley and I enjoyed every second. Did you hit the trolley? No, the trolley had already been spilled. I pulled over, and I was oh. dressed in blankets at the time because I was going through my Los Angeles dressed in blankets era. You had a blanket on today. Uh, it's still going on, yeah. Right. But it's still happening. I've just moved the, from to another city. <laughs> the, the blankets the remain thing the now. same. Crazy, but blankets work just as well, it seems. And okay. I was helping the man pick up his stuff, you know, in, a, let's face it, a Christ-like fashion. I'm draped in blankets. I'm picking up tin cans out of the road, putting them in a trolley. And then uh, there's some paparazzi photograph that happening and then blamed me for oh. running him over. That's, that's 
That's Honestly, a classic yeah. re-narrativisation of a story. That's oh, Russ terrible. helps. They reposition me as a hoodlum. Well, it was a similar type of activity. It led me, to, led me to become friends with Chris. Chris and his knowledge of sacred geometry. Chris and his talk of CIA. Chris and his, like, like oh, I'm being bugged type stuff. I thought it would be an interesting art experiment to give the guy a phone and let him record LA life and like and, and he did so so he would text me photographs that he was taking you know, I'd get all these images of LA and even though the f- photographs themselves I mean it's not ranking I mean they're not the best photographs you've ever seen no. but it's just the fact that there's a homeless guy but, from the front line sending you images of the stuff he's seen so did you have that idea then you went and got a phone and took it to him and said text me pictures of the street that's art that's what I thought it was I thought I'm doing art here and that is that what you said is what I've done I thought I'm an artist doing this right he sent me photos, and they were sort of. Sometimes they weren't that, that great. The quality. Come on, Chris. Chris, come on! You're shooting into the light. What's the <laughs> lens flare, man? Come on! <laughs> Why don't you use a bit of black and white, a bit of class? Why don't you get one of these other bums to dress up in the nutty? Could you <laughs> could you use it as a phone to phone you? Text sometimes. I've made it very clear I wouldn't answer the phone. I don't, <laughs> I don't like to be interrupted when I was up in the hills at Rusty Boots Towers. <laughs> That's my time. That's my time, Chris. And I, that's sacred. That's sacrosanct, I would say to him. Hey, Russ, how's it going, man? So he talk. Yeah. Oh, he's one of those. I'm on the edge. I have seen. And he would talk very apocalyptically. Like, the skies were bruised and the crows are coming and I feel it in my veins. <laughs> right, okay. What's wrong with that? Hello. Well, just uh, just text in future, Chris. <laughs> Difficult for me to get to sleep after that, I'm afraid. So I was thinking, this guy's an artist, and I'm an artist by proxy, by empowering this artist. I'm a curator of the streets. I am turning poverty into art. I am an alchemist. I am Ozymandias, king of kings. Uh, I am Icarus, flying too close to the sun with waxy feathers. Uh, and like I was sending more and more interesting images and I thought this is good stuff it really does give you a picture of what it might be like to be homeless but not through the filter of some journalist or some sort of gonzo artist but directly from the source I was friends with street artist Shepard Fairey who I'm always bothering to do different things for me right you know he's done like wedding invitations book covers all sorts of stuff Shepard Fairey like every business card for a business we used to have in Los Angeles you just use him as your personal illustrator your own personal strain. Yeah, like, so, like, uh, so like, yeah, I mean, there's too many, too many syllables in the last word, really. Well, don't okay. beat yourself up. Okay, fair enough. So, like, um, I go to him, Shepherd. Uh, Shepherd had a gallery. Is that his real name? Shepherd Fairy. Actually, I recently found out he's Frank Shepherd Fairy. What, so his middle name is Shepherd? Mm. And his real last name is Fairy? What's wrong with that? Well, well, I don't. Because there's things that are out of fairy stories. His Fairies, name. obviously, and Shepherds frequently. Yeah. But no, I just meant, like, is that his real name? But it is his real name, yeah. Yeah. Right, okay. Move yeah. on. <laughs> Cleared that up? Happy now, are you? You're <laughs> no, worse than the CIA. I thought I just made up a name. Like, he's got, you know, he's got a normal name, like John Smith, and he's gone, I'm Because Shepherd Fairy sounds a bit like, hang on. Just sounds like two mad words put together. Well, all words are a bit, aren't they? A bit. I mean, anyway, he's got a gallery. All right. And I phoned him out, and I was like, yeah, this is amazing, this art project that I've created. What I'll do is I'll get Shepherd Fairy to put on an exhibition of homeless art. And Shepherd Fairy is such a lovely man and so willing to help. I asked him. Oh, Christ, it's Russell again. Here we go. Shepherd, it's me, it's Russ. I've got another great idea. Another one? Yes, another one, <laughs> Shepherd. <laughs> this time it's this. I goes, why don't we put on an exhibition of this homeless guy? And I really explained it quite sincerely and quite earnestly. Like, yeah. no, this guy, he's a homeless, he's a puppet of the streets, man. He's using, I mean, like, you know, it's your street art, Shepherd, but imagine this kind of street art. I mean, it would be interesting, wouldn't it? Well, sure, man. Yeah, sure. And he was really sort of up for it. And I literally, when I put the phone down to Shepard, there's some new photos that come through from Homeless Chris. 
of his own cock and balls. Like he's pulled, and not even very nice ones, he's pulled his pants to the side. I remember the picture. He's pulled like, the gusset to one side, and it was sort of like a helmet. And he, there was one where he was wearing like sort of bond, like some sort of really sort of rickety bondage gear. That's what I saw, that one. Mm. He pulled his knob through a little hole in the bondage gear. <laughs> and and it was, it was all sort of writing up. on him. Yeah, that, he'd always, now the writing, that was, a, that was a constant. He was always writing on himself. Right, right. That was part of the what way did he expressed you say? himself. Chris? When I next saw, I didn't respond because you're never supposed to respond when anyone sends you something you don't want. That's just a standard rule. What's that from? I think, well, I heard someone say it once. <laughs> In what context? Uh, private. <laughs> no, no, I heard some, a police officer says, like, that if you're being stalked, never respond to the stalker. Because you give them oxygen. That is the oxygen they require for stalking. They'll misinterpret. Right. Even if you're going, look, F off. They go, no, him telling me to F off. We always do that. Right. And now, I've, what I've done is I've extrapolated that information that was for a very specific context, a police officer talking about stalking, to just anyone I don't want to talk to no more. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just stop. I just cut off communication. That's my technique. So, uh, like, in a way, that story, is that, does that point to a bright future? Or not, I mean, well, you know, I mean, it's a shame when things like that happen, isn't it? Well, is it a shame? Because maybe that's just a continuation of the art. Maybe he got really comfortable and was like, well, I can take this to the next level. Dick mm. shots. There was nothing he ever said to me that indicated that down the line he was showing me a picture of his bonded penis. What, saying to you, oh, the Armageddon in the sky, <laughs> the crows! When the crows ever come If that man know. sent me a picture of his knob, I wouldn't go, what? <laughs> that sensible chap who lives on the street and talks about crows, <laughs> he sent me a picture of his knob. <laughs> Chris, are you okay? Have you been drinking? Because I very much enjoyed the Revelation-style apocalyptic prophecies. But this branching out into knob shot, you really let yourself down. Whatever next, the ball back, the perineum. Now talk to me more about these four horsemen. Right, so you yeah. think it was always on the car? Yeah, I would have thought it was going to go that way. But So if people want to see those pictures, they can, can't they? Yep, they can put them, shall I put them on the website? I think so. Or is that against his privacy? We'll pixelate the winky woo. Yeah. We'll pixelate his willy, yeah. Let's go. That's respected his privacy. And we have never said his surname. We've it, never it, said he that. He probably doesn't know it. We've never said it. Now, Matt, an ongoing theme of my life is me. Now, an ongoing theme of my life is me saying things about robots and whether or not they're bad for us, isn't it? <laughs> yes. Why are you laughing? Because it's a brilliant segue. If it's segue, a segue is in itself a futuristic development... Uh, because it's a new design thing for standing up on wheels. So there's a segue about segways. Oh my God. Yeah. We're through the looking glass now, kids. This is it. This is interdimensional podcasting from the Yeah, future. no, we were talking about bright futures, weren't we, last time? And well, now. you said it in this voice. Bright future. <laughs> and there it was. Yeah. Well, I croaked it out and it was seen by some as a harbinger of doom. Well, some people will see it as a harbinger, yeah. There's a lot we, of... we talked about that um, Hoover that ate a lady's hair and then... Like he'd had just about enough of her. Yeah. And now there's a load of... There's been a flurry. I love Ned Ludd. Who I is, bet Ned is there Ned Ludd? As in Luddite. Is there Ned Ludd stuff here? Sonny Jim, it's a test. Good boy, Dan. I don't want it anymore. <laughs> it was just a test. You know how I like to put people through tests? Do yes, I, Matt? Yes, we all know, darling. <laughs> These knickers are very tight. <laughs> but aren't you loyal? Mm. And our friendship is as tight as that gusset. Oh. You and I snug, yeah, close yeah. pals. Back together again. 
Ned Ludd. Hmm. Ned Ludd! Now, in the old days, Ned Ludd, of course, when the Industrial Revolution uh, occurred, foreseer, wise man, perspicacious fella, Ned Ludd, knew that this was the thin end of the wedge. He thought, with all these spinning jennies and these machines being invented in the manufacturing and textile industry, me and my mates will be out of jobs. Oh, he's from, probably from Manchester. Me and my mates will be out of jobs. He up. He probably might have thought. Hell. <laughs> the chameleon. Yep, that's right. If it's versatility you're after. Right, so yeah, what did he do? Well, Ned Ludd, he said technology is... He started to smash up the machines. I'll tell you some information. Ned Ludd is the person from whom it's popularly claimed the Luddite movement took their name. What they done was when all of these... Uh, all of the fact- manufacturing industries embraced machinery that would lead to not only workers being harmed, Matt, but workers' jobs being cut back. Ludd didn't stand for it. He smashed stuff up, didn't he? But what I like it is because he's called Ned Ludd. Yeah, but I thought Ned Ludd smashed them up because he just went, I don't get it. (laughs) I didn't think he went, I actually see the future is really bad for us workers. I'm going to smash this up. I thought it was just like a ham-fisted attack. (laughs) No, because that's how it's been rendered and echoed through the ages. It's like, oh, don't try and stop progress. It's the man again, is it? It's the bloody man. Reprogramming the facts. It's the bloody man reprogramming the facts to make Ned Ludd look bad. When in fact, what Ned Ludd done is he saw the way things were going. And if Ned Ludd were here now, I think he'd punch you right in the iPhone. Well, if Ned Ludd had had his way, we'd all still be working in fields. So or would we? Yes, we would. Well, what else would we be doing? Well, I don't know, just working down a mill. But like You nice working down a mill? I'd be, Fucking hell. Why would I struggle down a mill? You wouldn't be, unless you were in charge of it, whipping people. What else am I going to do down the mill? <laughs> Come on, chop, chop. Have you passed your tests? Down the mill, it's a whipping for you. Well, no, like, no. Well, look, progress is a good thing. But progress is not all. I mean, look, the point of technology was meant to be to create more leisure for us, the human beings. It isn't doing that, is it? No. There is no more leisure time. Ever since the agricultural revolution, each revolution in turn has done little but empower the elite and train the ordinary man. And Ned Ladd wouldn't stand for it. So, as you know, I'm against all sorts of robots and whatnot. Even this bear-shaped robot who will look after you when you get old and comes from, you've guessed it, Japan. Meet Robert. An experimental nursing care robot developed by the Collaboration Centre for Human Interactive Robot Research. The robot's designed to lift patients out of beds and into wheelchairs, as well as helping those who need assistance to stand up. Have you seen it? Why is he bear-like? Why has he got a little teddy bear, conventional teddy bear face? Like, if it was for children in hospital, I could understand why they've made it a teddy bear. But... It's patronising. And look at his attitude to the woman he's using in this demo image. She's a young woman. She's looking at him somewhat lovingly while another woman looks on. Robo Bear looks like he's taken her off to the woods. Yeah, and he's got massively long arms. And his face can't change. He's got Robo no Bear feels no emotions. Robo Bear needs <laughs> to finish quickly. Robo Bear cares not where he comes. It said, uh, when I saw this story on The Guardian, the first um, comment was, this is just a hoist. <laughs> <laughs> Which it is really. This is a hoist with a it's teddy a hoist bear's face. With a face. But that, but then anyway, isn't a human being just a monkey with less hair? Yeah. I think you're right there. Yeah. Um, no, a lot of the time things get called robots. And what and are not. they? When you're a kid, you know, when you watch something, it goes, the robots build cars, and then you watch it, and they're not. They're just like a fucking screwdriver on an arm. That's go, not for me. <laughs> What a letdown. Or a spray gun that just goes... (laughs) Yeah. You want robots going, I have built a car, sir. Sir, I hope you like the car. Would you like me to get flowers for your wife? No, that's okay, Jenkins had one. Get out of my office. They're not robots, are they? They're machines. They're pointless crap. Tomorrow's world 
was full of lies. Tomorrow's World, a programme was on telly when we were kids. What a lot of claptrap. None of that's come true. Where nothing's happened, has it? It's not even a proper proper dystopia that we're in. No. We were meant to have robots in our houses. I'd love a robot in my house. But then that's what this... There's a lot of stuff at the moment. I think Hawkins piped up. Elon Musk. They've all said... In the future, we'll have a war with robots. Is it true, Matthew, that Stephen Hawkins, Professor Stephen Hawkins, remains to this day your celebrity crush? <laughs> <laughs> I'd have to say my celebrity crush is Professor Stephen Hawkins. Do you know what? He goes to parties at Jimmy Carr's house, I've heard. Yeah. Stephen Hawking does. And he goes. He just sits in the corner. Well, obviously. He doesn't dance. Um, he's... They, Put him in the. Well, he come. <laughs> this is, sounds awful. He comes. In, he doesn't come in, does he? I don't. That sounds bad. But someone puts him in the corner. He's got to come in. Can't yeah, just he doesn't come in on his own. I don't know. I don't and know. He, what I don't think. Happened. I think. He, well, he apparently has got one cheek muscle left that is usable. So with that everything he does is operate by that. So I don't think he comes in. You know, be very late for the party if he, <laughs> if he did. But he sits in the corner, and mm. so so he's aware of everything Why going around. Why is he in the corner? Oh, at the middle of the room. More with like it. Tinsel no all over him. Stephen in the, the top off. <laughs> I don't know. But this is the mad thing. Yeah. He, has, he does shots. I suppose why not? I mean, what, what difference? I suppose you'd still feel drunk in the same way, wouldn't you? But We might be on the periphery of blundering because we're thinking of Stephen Hawking. Because Stephen Hawking might suddenly become the representative of disabled people and then suddenly we've made a mistake. Oh, what? Only Hawkins Gate, how does this sound? Hawkins Gate, podcast, brand podcast, offends disabled people. And I have to go, oh no, I really, I've been campaigning for the disabled community. I'm very sorry for my ignorance and what I've done. Do no, think? I don't think we've offended him. We're not there yet. We're not yet, not yet. We're, we're, let's say we're on a pathway to offence. I think, listen back to this uh. as, and pretend we're different people. Who am I? I want to be Gabrielle. I'm an Argentinian transsexual. Ooh, I'm going to be Chakademus and Pliers. <laughs> ah, Chakademus. <laughs> We're listening together. This is Chakademus and Pliers and Gabrielle, a transgender professional in Buenos Aires. Yeah, talking to transgender people, right? Yep. yep. And we were. Uh, that one who looks a bit like you. Oh, yeah. What's Conchita. Conchita Verst. Yep. Right. Her best friend is called Matt Morgan. That's weird, because Conchita Verse looks exactly like me. They're and her friend Matt Morgan doesn't look amazingly dissimilar to me. Do you think that's a parallel universe version of us? Yeah. So why is that It's not even a parallel universe. We're in the same universe. It's this universe. We don't even have to go to a parallel universe to find ourselves pointless. We're obsolete in this one. Yeah. There's versions of us that are better at Eurovision... With both, I don't know how many genitals Conchita has. Is it man's ones? Uh, I think she has got man's ones, yeah. She's um, a lady with a beard, isn't she? Either way, she's gorgeous. And yeah. she's, I mean, there they are in this universe Matt with us. And, Con- and Conchita means vagina and Verst means sausage or penis. Apparently her name is, you know, funny for that reason. <laughs> for, for that reason, <laughs> if no other reason. But we should, uh, we should hook up with them. We Go certainly a, should. If, a double you, date. if you are them or you know them, please come here now. <laughs> uh, or you can email us on Russell and Matt at audioboom.com or you can leave us a message if you want to at audioboom.com. Anything else you got for me there, Matt, or shall I move on to Billy Bounce? Uh, <laughs> that's got nothing to do with the bright future, the old belly could bounce. Be, could it could be. actually be we a very dystopian future. 
I think I'll find a way of tying in belly pants. And if Go you're on, listening then. to this audio and you think that Matt's audio is better than mine, then I agree with you. It sounds a bit better, doesn't no, it's it? That's because I stay on my mic. What do I do that's so well, you've crazy got, and so wrong? You're doing it right this week, but last week you came so far off your mic. Yeah. You were almost just in the street, <laughs> bellowing through a window at it. That's how I feel sometimes. That's how I live my life, like a man somewhat abstracted from himself. Belfast man convicted of belly bounce assault. A Belfast man has been convicted of assaulting an elderly neighbour by using his belly to bounce her away from his home. <laughs> <laughs> to bounce her away from his home. It's just the thing is, is that a bounce seems like such an inoffensive method for getting rid of a trespasser. It almost seems fun. Yeah. To be belly bounced. Have you ever been anything like belly bounced? I've done it to children. Mm. You've you know, been like the you bouncer. Sort of boing, like that. No. Yeah, the bounce. I've bounce done her. Superman. They're at the soles. I use the soles of my feet to hold them up in the air. Yeah, but no. belly bouncing. You wouldn't do that to an old lady to get her away from your house, <laughs> would you? <laughs> Off you go, love. <laughs> but first, <laughs> a little trip. <laughs> Look at that. You're at the time of your life. Oh, did your hip just fall out? I think the belly bounce is a very. It's. I mean, there's the headbutt, the punch, the kick. They're all obviously much more painful. The belly bounce could just be. A, it's like a sort of soft wall that's pushing you away. It's probably the most humane. Gen- or you could probably just talk to her and ask her to leave. Especially as it's an old lady that he's belly bouncing, this Belfast man. I know, but I read that. She sounds like, right, bitch. Morrison Wilson, 58, claimed he was simply trying to get the pensioner off his garden path during a dispute. Yeah, listen to her. What do you mean? She's, She's engaged him. in a dispute. Don't come over here causing a dispute on my garden path. Leading me up a garden path. <laughs> off you go. I bet he, I wonder what he said when he did it. <laughs> belly bounce! <laughs> It's the BB for you, my girl. <laughs> I'm gonna ball a bitch, you lady. I was joking life. when I called her a bitch. I'm sorry. She's probably not. Nice. Do you feel bad about it now? I do actually. I wonder how Square Meal or whatever they're called, our sponsors, <laughs> feel about being an endorsed <laughs> by a, a man who calls an elderly lady a bitch and a man who took the Mickey out of Hawking, one of our finest minds. How does Square Meal feel about being endorsed <laughs> by a homophobe? A racist and a picnic <laughs> here on a podcast. Squarespace. <laughs> That's the shittiest advert I've ever heard for anything. What? Just someone muttering it into a letterbox. What's that going to do? They should I better change their name. Out of business by this time next week. We should set up a website design company called Belly Bounce. Because that sort of sounds like it would exist. Join Belly Bounce. We'll bounce you right into the future. Don't we'll- go to Squarespace. Go to Belly Bounce. We're gonna belly bounce you right into the future with my varicose veins, stretch much covered belly. I think we're gonna need a different sponsor every week. Of course we are. They're never coming back, are they? Old Square Meal. <laughs> Morrison Wilson, 58, claimed he was simply trying to get the pension off his path. Belstra- Belfast Magistrates Court, not even a Crown Court matter. I don't know if they have Crown Courts in Belfast. Is it meant to be Britain? Might do. I don't know. Heard the woman suffered injuries. Another person offended. Heard the woman <laughs> suffered inj- injuries when she fell during it. He belly bounced her right to the oh, ground. Oh, no. Wilson was found guilty of common assault. Well, it's nothing of the sort, really, is it? I mean, how often are you belly bounced? Common assault's not... That's things like spitting. You can, I think you can have verbal assault, can you? You verbally assault? assaulted me there, sir. Well, yeah. you're lucky I didn't fucking belly bounce you. It's not like grievous bodily harm or anything. <laughs> yeah. But, I okay. mean, if he'd kept doing it... Wilson was found guilty of common assault, claimed the victim had been aggressive <laughs> and was sticking her nose in. <laughs> so, Nothing specific. Just sticking her nose in. Oh, okay. What are you doing in there? Oh, I I don't like the way you attended to those nasturtiums, (laughs) sir. (laughs) Bullet box! Amateur! (laughs) 
I'll see you in a week. And still. I hope that the gate was spring-loaded because otherwise she won't belly bounce right through the gate. She oh. could ricochet straight back into a belly bounce conundrum and be vortexing about between the gate and the belly fair. <laughs> like a really crap computer game. <laughs> doing, doing, doing. <laughs> doing, 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 you silly sausage. As he spoke to a motorist, he said he, she'd been sticking her nose in as he spoke to a motorist outside his home. A motorist? That that's that's, so that's just a person fashion. in a car. Who are you? Stop, I'm... stop this machine. What a fine machine. <laughs> An iron horse. And yet, where are the steeds that lead your carriage, sir? A no manure is laying be- bestrewn upon the carriageway. What do you call this? A motor, sir? <laughs> Excuse me. Boom. <laughs> I'm very curious about this magical machine. Very much. I saw it first. Boom. <laughs> <laughs> Back to it's mine! <laughs> Back to my motor! <laughs> Stop drinking your nose in! <laughs> I want to be belly bounced ever since I think I'm it might feel quite nice. It, Do you remember Big might... Daddy and Giant Haystacks? I loved Daddy and I loved Haystacks. I love them on ITV. It's Saturday. You're confused by why you're at your dad's now, but the wrestling's on. Yeah. So that'll provide some comfort. I'd like to be belly bounced between Big Daddy and Haystacks in perpetuity. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They're both dead now, so. Don't fine. matter. Dig nope. them up. Drag, them. <laughs> Drag <laughs> their skeletons out of the, the cold earth. No, they've got families who are surviving. I'd like to take this opportunity <laughs> to apologise so hard for what I've done. <laughs> no, that was out. That's out. This and it's got to be stopped. He told Belfast Magistrate <laughs> he spoke to a motorist. Who identifies as a motorist? That's just such a functional part of your life, going from A to B. If you appear in a news story as someone who's just on the peripheries, yeah, as you're a not sort important. of passerby you're a, or a motorist, you're t- that's not how you define yourself, right? So when you read it, you must as think, a motorist. Oh, there's more to me than that. Motorist? What about my poems? What about my paintings? I've got hemorrhoids. <laughs> All of that dismissed out of the window out of hand ridiculous and unkind he told Belfast what (laughs) that's stupid (laughs) oh dear I'm so sorry for that people of Belfast he told Belfast magistrates court with my big with my big belly because she was (laughs) look at this for a sentence Matt with my big belly because she was flailing her hands about I just bounced her back. <laughs> it's the same sentence construction as the Ferrero Rocher lady complimenting the Ferrero Rocher party. With these Rocher, you are spoiling us. Yeah. With my big belly, because she was flailing her hands about, I just bounced her back, flailing. Who pokes their nose in whilst flailing their arms about? Because one thing is like... You get your own nose during the flail? Yeah. You're poking your nose in. But poking your nose in about. is a different energy to flailing your arms about. So I think his story doesn't add up. It doesn't add up. I, maybe she started with a nose poke. Who's this monstrous you're talking to? And then she went, Woo, look at me. <laughs> take me with you and your futuristic vehicle. <laughs> Woo, take me to ride. Look at me go. One, two, three, belly bones. Don't pass, belly bones. Do you think he used his belly from the side, like sort of, like that? To or, get momentum. Or he just sort of like did it straight forward. I think it's more of a thrust than a pendulous swing. Well, like a pelvic thrust, but with the belly. Yeah, that's right. right. That's the way I see it, Matt. He's using the hips to push the belly forward, belly bouncing the neighbour straight Who out. Who used the term belly bounce? Him? Him. He introduces, right. 
He's co- and then he's convicted of belly bounce assault. Now, I presume <laughs> that, <laughs> that this not. is not in the legislative language. Matthew, Jeez, it says in the headline, yeah. man convicted of belly, belly bounce, bounce assault. assault. Maybe that's been added to the legal documents it is, now. That yeah. is a thing. We've got to do something about belly bouncing. It's like knife crime. Sweeping the nation. It's an asbo for a belly bounce. Like, you know, when sort of people get carried away, like, oh, no, there's this new thing that's happening. Mm. What is it? It's poor people or it's belly bouncing or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Mugging. 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 It's an invention. Never used to hear of it, did you, Matt? It was called street robbery before. Why don't you call it mugging? You can... You can uh... they, apparently they did that to change the law because they wanted to be able to have stop and search powers. This thing's happening now. It's mugging. So the street robbery had always existed, but they the papers, in collusion with the government and the police, created mm. this whole fear about mugging. mugging. There's another mugging. Ten more muggings until people... Yeah. Stop them! Now it's Muslim. There's another Muslim. There's a Muslim. Let me look at down your internet. Belly bounce! <laughs> Maybe the belly bounce could bring world peace because it's... It really cut, it knocks the wind out of your sails. You're faffing around. You're worrying about your differences. Someone could belly bounce you back to common sense. I think that this fella, Morrison Wilson, who sounds like someone from a fairy tale, doesn't he? Yeah. Morrison Wilson, married on a Monday, Tuesday, belly bounce. Belly bounce! I think he sounds like he's a person that could bring peace. According to his account... She fell backwards, landing on her tailbone area. <laughs> it's like she's got an area of tailbones in her garden, <laughs> like next to her cauliflowers. <laughs> My tailbone collection. He also claimed fertilizer was thrown at him after the fall. I mean, where's this? At? this it's like the just, Beano. Yeah. Too much craziness happening. Then some softies came by. <laughs> Questioned by the prosecution about his claim to have bounced his neighbour away, Wilson replied, "What am I going to do?" What am I going to do? <laughs> That's what he That's says. That's one of the weirdest stories I think we've ever encountered. Well, it's not even the end of it. He added, she was very aggressive. She was getting her own way. And I knew what was coming next. What does he mean by that bit? Well, of course he did. He's him. <laughs> Wait a minute. Looks like I'm going to do that there belly bounce, was... am I? Yes, I am. Belly bounce! <laughs> <laughs> I knew what was coming. Oh, no, he means she was going to hit me. She's flailing her arms about, oh, I know what's coming next. She's going to assault me. My only line Hope. of defence. The belly bounce, as it has guy. been. I think he thinks of his own belly like Kit in Knight Rider. Like he sees his own belly as his sort of robot his, sidekick. Yeah. His own sort of gastric pal. His own fleshy butler. Yeah. I keep saying things like this for I know, a while. But keep going because it's <laughs> impressive. <laughs> anyway, that's, <clears throat> it's weird that he's detached from his own belly in that effect. I mean, I suppose it is distended. Well, the belly bounce is is an exclusive weapon because you've got to be fat enough to have a big belly to do it. Sometimes when you see those very fat people that are in security, you think, aren't you too fat to even actually catch me? If I, and then I think, I'm not Bruce Lee or anything, so I'm just in trouble anyway whether you're going to use the belly bounce or a straightforward smack in the mouth. Also, there's two types of very fat people. Go on. Soft ones and hard ones. Who's the softies? Well, you know people who look sort of pudgy and soft, but then there's the Give us an example fat people from like, the public look, eye. Richard Griffiths. Richard Griffiths. Yeah, he came on a radio show song. once, Uncle yeah. Monty. He seems like cushiony, right? Uh-huh. But then sometimes you'll see someone who's rotund. I'd who's like to go sleep on Richard Griffiths' tummy in life. And I worked with him once on a film and he was very a wet-eyed, delightful thespian. He told lovely wet-eyed. stories. Wet-eyed? Well, you know, glistening eyes looking off into the middle Did distance. Did you make him cry? <laughs> There's another one of those wet-eyed people. <laughs> Very odd. What I now sound fat and disgusting. <laughs> the eyes went all wet. I'd like to sleep on your big fat tummy. <laughs> oh, his eyes have got all wet with happiness. Pull up your vest, son. I fancy your napkins, <laughs> and I'll be—I'll put the old tootsies between your thighs. She's like, do I Look love at it? Her. Look at her. Um, 
No, but those like red, they're sort of ruddy. You know, like a Les Dawson. I think his belly's Les. rock hard. If you were to, it's Res Dawson, Les Dawson. Who? Res Dawson. <laughs> <laughs> How many people are going to offend in this weird racist podcast? Uh, yeah, Les Dawson, you think it would be like a barrel? I think like if you popped Les Dawson, it'd be under high pressure, like softness. <laughs> yeah. But where some people just go, like they're, like, they're like a quilt. I get you. I get you, Matt. Either way, the belly bounce story it's is a theory I haven't an fully absolute worked out. hit. Okay, so we have been talking for a while now, and the amount of time we've been talking is as long as we are financially obligated what? to talk for no by your pals at Square Meal. And <laughs> now it's time for Poet Laureate of the show, the beloved Mr. G, who we now know that some people are tuning in especially to hear from. If you want to talk to us, you can at Russell at Matt at audioboom.com, or you can uh, go to the Audio Boom website and listen to us directly. But now here is the Poet Laureate of the show, Mr. G, summarising that claptrap using language. <laughs> Don't do it, G! We are cut-in-edge pirates! This poem is called I Sing the Squarespace Electric. (laughs) There you go, Matt. A pregnant pause will give birth to a verse that's heard around the earth. To build bridges, build bellies, build Legos, build fables. For geometry is sacred, progress should align with our maker. But we need art, need expression, need exhibitions for ventilation. But we have an innate desire to aim higher, to achieve our optimus prime. But will our metropolis topple us with an ancient smith smile? Yet inside us is a light designed in waves and particles. So individual we can collaborate to belly bounce our way to a bright future remarkable. Good work there from Mr. G. He's the poet laureate of the show, providing continuity between the past and the future and the goddamn present. Matthew, did you enjoy that podcast? I'm why why have you got a single digit extended? I'm a bit worried that we come across as odd in that. <laughs> There's yeah. quite a few things we said, like, yeah. well, Less. hawking, right? Yeah. Mm. There was the fat people can be soft or hard that Are you, you just brought up, which now? was just odd. I don't know why you would have yeah, said that. Yeah, we came across as odd in it. Yeah? Do you think that's all right? Well, no, but it's that's we're stuck with it. <laughs> this has been the problem from day one. We are odd, aren't we? Yes. Bye. Brought to you by Audio Boom.